Howdy, roofers. Welcome to Roofer Growth Hacks, the podcast that is dedicated to highlighting those in the roofing industry, learning how they overcame their growth challenges with creative growth hacks and connect them with others in the roofing industry. I'm your host, Chris Hunter, founder and chief marketing officer of RoofingSites.com. I'm also the author of The Ultimate Guide to Digital Marketing for Roofers. Well, I got a little story for you. Chris Scully with Action Management Pros is a business coach that helps companies in the construction industry. In this episode, he shares some golden nuggets on the common mistakes that he sees how to avoid them. Be sure to listen up as Chris shares some awesome growth hacks. Well, howdy, roofers, and welcome back to another episode of the Roofer Growth Hacks. We've got a special episode here. We have Chris Scully with Action Management Pros. Chris, thank you so much for coming on Roofer Growth Hacks. Uh, Thank you for having me, Chris. It's really a pleasure to be here, actually. Awesome. To kick this off, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your entrepreneurial journey? Where did it start? Where are you now with it? Well, it started when I was about 13. I wanted money, interestingly enough. And my parents had a a certain amount of that I would be able to get for allowance, but it was not enough to, I don't know, buy whatever it was I wanted to buy at 13. So I um, found an ad in Boys Life magazine for somebody who could sell greeting cards. And I signed up and I started selling greeting cards door to door around my neighborhood. And that was, uh, yeah, that's where I started. I think one of the next things that I did that was incredibly valuable to me looking back on it, I didn't really recognize it at the time, but while I was in high school, I went to work for the McDonald's that was about half a block from our high school. And in doing that, I learned all about the importance of running businesses with systems Mm. because that McDonald's ran from three o'clock till closing at 11.30 or whatever time they closed, all on high school students with one adult on the premises who was the manager. <laughs> That's it. So they wow. really had their systems down. And you know, I look back on it and I still kind of pull from that experience when I work with my clients. And then I spent some time doing various types of jobs that you know, all of them put together, they prepared me for advising other people on business. I spent uh, about 14 years working for a nonprofit. I was able to do very extensive training in the Hubbard management system, which was incredibly valuable to me. Hmm. And over the last 10 years, I've spent most of that coaching people who own some sort of a trade-related business, especially really the last eight years or so uh, in the automotive world, and then coaching like automotive repair shops, body shops, things like that. And over the last few years, I became aware that the construction industry has similar needs to what I was fulfilling with uh, with the automotive shops and really similar kinds of people, which to me is important, you know? Like some of the most hardworking, honest people I've ever met work in the trades. And I love working with people like that. When I can help them to do better with their businesses and it impacts their families, it impacts them, there's nothing more rewarding. So that's where I am now. I actually just opened this company a few months ago because I wanted to shift into working with uh, people in construction. So that's that's my story. Okay. That's where I am. Uh, awesome. It's been a great journey, and I really look forward to helping a lot of people in the construction awesome. industry. Okay, yeah. awesome. So you, you mentioned the Hubbard uh, management system. Is is that yeah. uh, what you help to implement into the construction companies that you're working with? Yes, it's a very practical approach to business. There's some very common sense things that people just don't think about, but once you 
once you learn them and you start using them, you see how well they work. And then it just becomes part of what you do, part of how you yeah. think. And it's it's really great that way. So why don't you tell us kind of a little bit about this? Because I don't think I've ever heard of the Hubbard Management System. Uh, we are currently on Entrepreneur's Operating System, by you mm-hmm. know, the system made by Gina Wickman. How similar are those two to each other? Well, let me let me tell you that there's specific discoveries and innovations within the Hubbard Management System that you won't find anywhere else. Probably one of the most significant ones, and it's it's one of the first things I teach my clients, has to do with, now, you might say measuring numbers, various metrics or KPIs isn't new. And that would be true. It's not. But this particular approach to it was developed in the 1960s before mm-hmm. most people were even thinking about KPIs the way they do now. Sure. And along with that, was the discovery that any business goes through certain operating states. Mm -hmm. And these operating states, each one has a formula or a series of steps that you take that get you from one to the next higher one. In fact, these operating states form a scale of relative success from Mm -hmm. brand new starting out to having a a, a very dominant position in in one's particular market. Each formula if you, if you follow the steps, lead you to the next formula above it. And you work those formulas and you do them in sequence. And it's a very precise approach to improving production, improving really any aspect of your business. And it's all based on what your numbers are doing. You look mm-hmm. at them on a graph and you say, you see that, yeah, okay, it's slightly up. Well, that's one operating state. Slightly down, that's a different operating state. And you you work the formula for the appropriate condition that your numbers tell you that you're in. It's not emotional. There's no guesswork involved in it. It's very straightforward. And how do you, how do you help you know construction companies with this? I mean, is there specific KPIs that that you know they need to be looking at and measuring? There are certain ones that are really important. I think one of the biggest ones that most companies neglect to uh, keep track of because it is a little bit hard to get get your wits around it and get the, you know, and and figure out how to track it. But once you do it, it changes things. And that's your downtime. Now that's a negative stat. That's a negative thing. It's kind of like you could look at it like a golf golf score where, you know, the lower the number, the better you do, the higher the number, the worse you do. Right. Well, downtime is like that. And downtime on a job site can be caused by all kinds of things. It could be caused by the weather. Can't control that, but it exists. Or it could be caused by somebody not doing their job in the office such as materials don't show up when they're needed at the at the site and then somebody has to scramble to get them otherwise you're not going to get that job done or it's going to you know there's going to be other problems well there's downtime involved there too so what you want to do with your production crew whether it's one guy or 10 guys okay is keep them building whatever it is they're building in this case we're talking to roofers so you want them installing that roof and you don't yeah. want them waiting for some other thing to happen that they need before they can install that roof and let's say you've got a crew of three or four guys they're working an 8 hour day well you want them actually working on that roof for eight hours. Sure. You don't want them working on the roof for six hours because that's two hours that you're paying them that they're not producing. So that's a really important number that you should track. Another one that is very important that most people don't even know how to define until you teach them is gross profit. Okay. (laughs) And it's you know, simply stated, it's the amount of money you make minus the cost of actually installing that roof 
-hmm. in terms of labor and materials, and that's your gross profit. Now, that gross profit has to be high enough at any given point to cover all of your other business expenses and your profit. And that's the trick, right? So they have to know how much gross profit they have to make every week or every month if they want to be profitable. Is there a a specific number that that would be good for, you know, for roofers to be shooting for per job on that? It's hard to say because it varies company to company, but a rule Mm -hmm. of thumb might be your, if if we look at it as a margin or a percentage of sales, it might be around the 40 to 50% kind of thing, because the majority of the, the money that you bill your customers is for the people that are doing the install and the materials that are being done. But you need to have that extra money built in or you won't make any money. Well, you've got insurance, you've got trucks, Mm -hmm. you've got fuel, you've got all sorts of other things that, you know, your marketing, right? Exactly. Uh, That that in order to attract everyone, all that stuff goes into it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So those are just a couple of examples of of specific numbers that I teach them to track and there's others. But yeah, that's a good starting point. So as you work with, you know, folks, whether they're they're in the construction industry or not, right? Mm-hmm. What what have you noticed? Like, have you seen like common mistakes that they're making uh, that that you know roofing businesses should be looking out for? Yeah. So the first one is not marketing. My gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the well, you know, I haven't done any, I don't really do any marketing. I rely completely on word of mouth and referrals, mm-hmm. and I get plenty of business from, from referrals. And maybe they do, but I can tell you one thing for sure, because they're not marketing, they're leaving a ton of business on the table that's going to their competitors. And I'll I'll tell you a quick story about this. I worked with an electrician years ago. He got a lot of his business from referrals and he was always busy. In fact, at the time I was working with him, he had more work than he could handle. And his problem at that time was hiring and training people to actually do the work that he already had. And so that was what I was mainly working with him on at that time. I, I I had a conversation with him just in the last couple of weeks. We started talking and uh, he said, you know, I got to tell you this funny story because it, you'll appreciate it. He was a scout master for a long time. And at, at some point in the last few years, a couple of the kids that he was a scout master for got to uh, started working in internet marketing and they convinced him to basically be their test case for some ideas they had for marketing in the construction industry. He was the kind of guy that up until that point would have resisted investing money in a website, in search engine optimization, all that stuff. Yeah. And he said, they proved me wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> Great. And he realized after actually investing some money and some effort into marketing, just how much business he wasn't capturing because nobody knew he was there. And the funny thing is, and 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 I've experienced this in many industries that I've that I've coached in, is that yeah, you get you do okay if you've got a reputation and if you've been around long enough to build that that customer base that keeps referring business to you. Mm-hmm. But look, I don't care, especially if you've been in business a long time, you're gonna lose customers out of that customer base if for no other reason than retirement or death or yep. something like that. Those things mm-hmm. happen. So those new customers that you need, how are they going to find you? Well, how most people find anything these days is they'll do something like, hey, Siri, yeah. find me an electrician or find <laughs> me a roofer. That's right. what they do. Yeah. And if you're not there, then you're not in those results. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know I'm preaching to the choir as far as you're concerned, because that's what you do. But <laughs> yeah, it's right. an interesting point that it's 
one of the most common mistakes I see, that and not knowing your numbers. And what I mean by that is not knowing how much you need to make to be profitable. What kind of numbers, right? And in and how do they figure that out? I mean, is this just looking at a PL or is this, you know? Well, you could look at your PL. Now, the problem is that, frankly, most people that I talk to for the first time don't know what they're looking at when they look at their PL. It's this report that their accountant gives them if they ever look at it at all. But a real easy way to figure it out is look at your checking account mm-hmm. and what have you spent money on and how much have you spent, say, for the last six months? Take that total, divide it by six. That's how much you need monthly to break even. Then you got to add in your profitability mm-hmm. and how much money do you want to make? Now, that question is usually an interesting one to ask people because you get wide, wide and varied answers. But you got to take that break even point and then add in the profit. And then that becomes your gross profit target. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could, you know, if you're if you're including all your materials in that calculation, then it becomes your sales target, you see. Right. And now you know that if you're not making that amount of money, you're not making any profit at all. Sure. It's a very simple calculation that there's you can make it more accurate by using the PL and using other tools, but the down and dirty method that I just gave you works for any business. Yeah. And honestly, I, I love Mike Michalowicz's, uh profit first system because it's really, really easy. You know, yeah. It's the Dave Ramsey for businesses. So, and just real quickly, you can look at your bank account and figure out if you're profitable or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yep. awesome. Are, are there any other mistakes that, that you see? Doing all the work themselves. Mm-hmm. Trying to do everything yourself is going to limit your ability to achieve anything beyond getting tired. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's almost always one of the first things I do with a new client is to is say, okay, good. So whatever else you do, you're going to set aside a certain amount of time to be a business owner rather than fill in the blank, whatever it is, a roofer, an electrician, a plumber, a carpenter, whatever they've been doing, right? It's like they got to stop doing that work and start doing their real job. Because the second you open a business, your real job is business owner. Most guys don't do that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And you try to, you just burn yourself out if you, if you try to do that. Right. That, that's and, right. And there are certain stages in your, in your business that, yeah, for sure, you should be doing a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. But you get to a certain point and something's got to give. And right. most, most of the times what, when I talk to my roofers, I'm like, okay, well, take operations off of your plate, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, take that completely off and you go out and sell, <laughs> go yeah. sell and sell and sell. And that, that's the other thing that I think a lot of business owners don't put enough importance on is learning how to sell. Mm-hmm. And I that's had to true across to the board. Yeah, yeah, we all do. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm more of an operations guy you know, and not mm-hmm. a sales guy, right? Because right. you, you've got two different types of business owners. You've got the business owner that's a sales guy, right? Mm-hmm. That subs everything out. And then you've got the operations guy who's who's like, okay, well, I, I don't know if I want to do sales, right? Right. So, and that was me personally. And I've, I've had to learn sales over the past 20 years. Sure. Know, continually reading books to learn it, you know? Yeah. And sales is one of those subjects that you'll always study. That's mm-hmm. why there are so many people who write sales books. That's why there's so much sales training out there. Yeah. Professional salesmen are always learning. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've got to find fine tune yourself as, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I, anyways, I could go on forever on that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so are any other mistakes, any big ones like, like lack of quality control systems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Too often, if you don't have a system for checking the quality of your product or your service, then the the person who's going to do that job is going to be your customer. 
You do not want your customer being your quality assurance department. No. It's very dangerous for that to happen. And that's where you get bad reviews and you know different things like that. And when you have a good quality control system and every job, you have a, a, a very precise set of standards that you inspect your jobs against and it either passes or it doesn't and you fix it yeah. before the customer is aware of it, all of those things, you're much better off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you get good reviews, which feeds the whole you know system. So. Exactly. So what kind of advice would you give to new roofing company owners that are just starting out? Well, you said it a minute ago, they got to learn to sell. They got to learn to market because when you're just starting out, if you can't do that, then you don't have a business. You have, yeah. I don't know what, because you're not, nobody's buying your, your stuff. So you've right. got this thing that you're not doing anything with. So you got the, when you're first starting out, the most important thing is you got to know how to market, you got to know how to sell, and you got to keep learning those things and keep getting better at them until mm -hmm. you've got enough business. And then maybe you can hire people to do that or whatever. Yeah. But at first, you're the guy doing it because you can't yeah. afford any to hire people if you're not selling anything. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So looking forward, right, in the industry, are there any industry trends you know that you see on what roofers can be looking at and and maybe how how can they take advantage of those? Yeah, you know, I, I before we before we came on, I, I did just a quick look, and there's a lot of things coming down the pike in terms of you know technology, uh, new roofing materials, all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. And really, our entire world is going through this massive shift in technologies advancing at an incredible rate. Oh, yeah. So in addition to everything that we've talked about, the way you can take advantage of those things is always study, always learn. Yeah. See if it does this or that new thing makes sense for your business. Does it make sense for your area? And this is not roofing, but it, it it's it's actually a pretty good example. The government at federal and state levels across the country is heavily pushing electrical vehicles. Customers aren't buying them, not at the rate the government wants to do the conversion, right? Right. So as if you were to own a, let's say an automotive repair shop, you should keep your finger on the pulse of that whole process. But your investment in learning how to service those electric vehicles is really going to depend on how many people are driving them in your area. And if you live in Los Angeles, it's more urgent than if you live in Savannah, Georgia, because there's not as much adoption of those. So it's a thing that you got to really keep your eye on. And then you have to exercise some judgment about whether you're going to invest in them because you could yeah. certainly go broke investing in new technologies that you won't use because your customers yeah. don't need or want them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, some of the things that I see are like, you know, the Tesla solar, you know, right. um, shingles. Right. And, you know, we've got a few clients that that have that as a service right now. And I'm not honestly not sure how much it's selling. You know, you've got to be in an area kind of like LA or something like that, you know, but if you're in Savannah, Georgia, will that sell as much, you know? Yeah. So, so you yeah. kind of have to know your market mm -hmm. and what their needs and what their demands are in order to determine, are you going to go down that road or are you going to stay the course? And that's an important business decision. You got to know what the trends are, but you got to also evaluate them against what your customers need and want. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you so much so far on all of this has been all really great gold nuggets that you've been 
given us here. We're going to take a pause here to uh, listen to a message from our sponsor, RoofingSites.com. Since 2018, RoofingSites.com has helped roofers double their sales by getting their marketing right using the 4R Roofing Marketing System. If you're a roofing company owner wanting to grow your business, be sure to go to RoofingSites.com and sign up for a roofing marketing strategy session with me. This is going to take us into the lightning round, right? Yep. Um, Okay. All right. So lightning round rules are really, really simple. You have one minute to answer each question. Are you ready? Yeah. Awesome. I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, tell us one of your, well, your favorite personal hack book or podcast. I'm going to have to say I don't have one, but there's a bonus points for two then. Well, I think it's, it's that for me, I'm always studying and I'm always learning. And I think that that's so important. And it doesn't all, it almost doesn't matter what it is I'm reading as Mm -hmm. long as I'm studying. And that in itself is a bit of a hack in a way, but it's also as old as the hills. So, but it's so critical for, for what I do. Uh, I need to stay on top of things. So for me, it's just always studying and I can't specifically give you one book or podcast because I'm all over the place with stuff I read and stuff like that. So that's cool. And and I a hundred percent agree with you, by the way, that's one of my core values is all constant learning. Right. One of the reasons I do this podcast is to learn from others. And uh, I mean, I have a coach that, that tells me that your business will only be as good as you are. That's right. You need to be constantly evolving yourself so that your business can evolve. That's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What is your favorite business hack book or podcast? Well, similar to that first one, but I will say that like the book I'm in the middle of right now, Mm -hmm. which is the No BS Guide to Trust-Based Marketing uh, by Dan Kennedy. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Yeah. I could spend a lot of time listing out books that I've read that I've liked, but since I'm in the middle of reading that one, I'll I'll just pick that because- It's, it was so far, he's presented some things that I hadn't thought about. And whenever I get a book that makes me think, mm-hmm. I'm all over it. I love it. I loved all of Dan Kennedy's books. And, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. He's always spot on in all those. Right. Okay. So next question, what is the best advice that you have been given and bonus points for how you actually applied it? I'll go back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, in the Hubbard management system and the use of these, uh, of statistics in business and uh, these operating states. And, you know, I apply it all the time just to kind of clarify one aspect of it. So the operating states going from bottom to top that a business will find itself in. You start out in non-existence. Nobody knows you're in business. Okay. You got to make people aware of it. There's a formula for that. Then you go up a little bit. You're starting to get known, but you're not quite making enough money to survive. That's a pretty dangerous situation. And interestingly enough, the condition or the operating state there is called danger. There's yeah. a formula for that. Up from danger is emergency. Up from emergency is normal operation. Up from there is affluence. And then there's power where you've you've actually got a dominant position in your market. Okay. So that's a, that's a real quick rundown and each formula or each of those conditions has a formula and you just use, you just apply the steps. And when you do it correctly, you see the results and it almost never fails. Now, sometimes you might get discouraged because especially those, those first couple of steps are, are very uncomfortable when you're just starting out there. It's uncomfortable. So you have to persist and you have to just keep doing those steps. And that's something that's gotten me, gotten my business off the ground. And it's, it's what's going to get me to where I want to be. Nice. And I use it every single 
day. Nice. So, yeah. so you're implementing the the Hubbard system in, into your own business. Yeah. I practice what I preach. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Last question in lightning round. How can the Roofer Growth Hacks family get in touch with you and support you and encourage you? Well, there's my website, which is actionmanagementpros.com. You could always give us a call at uh, 912-200-8100. We do a free consultation for anybody who's interested in seeing how we might be we might fit their business. There is no one size fits all. So it's something that uh, I always offer a free consultation as the first step. And then just call and schedule an appointment and, or fill out the form on the website, either one. And I'm on all the social platforms. You name awesome. it, I'm there somewhere. Nice, nice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, so, so much for coming on Roofer Growth Tax and sharing all of your wisdom today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. It's been fun. Well, how about that, Roofers? Was that amazing or what? I know there were some valuable hacks that he had. I took a lot of notes here. Okay. So I'm going to go through a few of those. So one of my biggest takeaways, obviously, hey, I'm a marketing guy. He said one of the biggest mistakes is seeing in the construction industry is not doing any marketing at all. Well, obviously, I agree with that because, you know, I'm a marketing guy, but it's so true. If people don't know you, how are they going to like or trust you? And how are you going to make any sales? How are you going to bring leads in to be able to grow your business? How are you going to make sales in order to grow your business? You can't, right? You actually have to reinvest some of the money that you are making and reinvest that and take it and use it for marketing to get in front of people today that didn't know about you yesterday. That's number one. Number two was the common mistake of the owner doing all of the work themselves. I see this time and time again. I talk with four to five roofers every single week, and a lot of y'all are trying to do everything yourselves. And, and at a certain stage in your business, that's what you have to do. Okay. But I see it for, for people that have been in their business for a really, really long time. And one of the very first things that I always talk to them about is you need to get out of operations. You need to hire or elevate someone within your team to actually making sure that those jobs get done in a timely fashion and they have quality workmanship to them. Once you can do that, then you can pull out of, out of operations and then you can concentrate on marketing and sales, which by the way, is the business that you're in. You're in the business of marketing and selling your services. So make sure you do that. Well, that's going to do it for another episode here on Roofer Growth Hacks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you connect with Chris on Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it. He said that he is out there. So go out there and look for Chris Scully, Christopher Scully with Action Management Pros. I also hope that you connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or if go over to our website at roofingsites.com. While you're there, listen to other previous episodes of Roofer Growth X. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, roofingsites.com. Since 2018, roofingsites.com has helped roofers double their sales by getting their marketing right using our 4R marketing system. If you're a roofing company owner wanting to grow your business, be sure to go to roofingsites.com and sign up for a roofing marketing strategy with, well, me. This past year, I published my book, The Ultimate Guide to Digital Marketing for Roofers. If you're a roofing company owner and you don't have this book in your hand, I will send it to you for free. Just go to go.roofingsites.com and I'll send you a free copy of my book. Well, roofers, join me next time when we'll connect with another great roofing entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. Thanks and giggle.